Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the entrance of your word that gives life. Lord, we ask as we go into your word this morning, your presence will be with us in the name of Jesus. That you will speak towards yourself in the name of Jesus. Your life and your light will shine on the word in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, please turn your Bibles with me to Philippians chapter 4. We'll just take two verses there, 6 and 7. I'll read from here, Philippians 4, and we're going to take verse 6 and verse 7. I'm taking the New American Standard Version. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension shall guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus uh, so the Bible is saying here that don't just pray you supplicate and also be thankful Don't just pray. It's different to, to pray and supplicate or go to that later. And but be thankful. Then the peace of God will be your security system. The kind of peace that you will have and people are wondering, are you okay? With all the things that is going around you, around you, going on around you, you still have this kind of crazy peace. Uh, please, let's let's read Luke, Luke 8, I'll read 22 to 25. Luke 8, 22-25. Um, this message is possibly going to be broken into two. Um, we'll continue the second half uh, sometime later. Luke 8, 22. Luke 8, 22. I'm reading NLT New Living Translation. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon, a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water, and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the ravaging waves, and the storm stopped, and all was calm. Storm will stop in your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever it is that is, that is in disarray in your, in your life, in your house, in your ministry, in your job, I speak peace, and there will be a great calm in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 25, then they asked him, then he asked them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives the command, even the wind and the waves obey him. So they arrived in the region of the Gasserines, across the lake of Galilee. And Jesus was climbing out of the boat. A man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. For a long time, he had been homeless and naked, living in the cemetery outside the town. 
going to help us uh, to get to. Uh, this second scripture we just read, uh, number one, it shows a couple of things. The disciples did they actually know the kind of man they had on board. They didn't actually know, they didn't recognize who the man that was on the ship with them was. And a number of us are in the same shoe today. Do you recognize who you have on board with you? Do you know who is on your ship with you? And they, if they had known, in fact, the question they asked actually showed that they didn't know, they, they didn't even know uh, 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 the, the kind of power Jesus had. And if you're not careful, if you're not careful in life, uh, uh, you're going to live in a constant state of anxiety. You keep worrying about things uh, and uh, the truth is that there are so, so, so many things to worry about. So many things. The, what, the everyday, the Bible even says every day is full of evil. There is enough evil for the day to worry about. And most things we worry about are the things that could have happened. That's anxiety. Most of those things never happen. Ah, what is this? What is this? What is this? What is this? Uh, there's a, is a popular Yoruba saying now, is an African, general African saying that a parent is always worried about their child. No matter from age zero, from when you give birth to the child, see you, that parent dies. They are always worried. Ah, where is the child? Where is the soul? And there is loads of things to be worried about. If you look at the school, what is happening in schools these days? You are worried. Ah, hey, hope they will not influence him or her. Oh, they will not, this one will not happen. Ah, media, uh, media is influencing children. Ah, it is now one cartoon though that they are using to influence them. You are always worried about that. Now, ah, work, hey, it's going to be this. Nigeria, hey, there is always things to be worried about. But those things we worry about are the things that could have happened. Technical, I always tell technical people, sir, I always tell technical people to sit down and listen to the message. Come and sit down. So that you don't, you are not, sit down and listen to the message. Don't do technical, sit down and listen to the message. Sit down. Don't do technical and then miss the blessing. Technical musicians, they are always the ones that are never blessed. They are always work moving about the church, uh, doing the work of God, ignoring the work of God. That's what we learned last week. The people busy, they are busy with the work of God, ignoring the business of God. So this is the business of God, this is food. Listen and be blessed. Don't worry, the gadgets will be fine. God bless you. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. 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 Don't worry. That's how we are. Sorry. Okay. So where were we? So most of those things could have happened, but they never happened, actually. We only worry that it could have happened, but it never happened. But the fact that it never happened doesn't even really matter. What matters is that it has ended up stealing your joy. The things that you are worrying about, has ended, it has achieved the purpose. The purpose is to steal your joy. The purpose is to rob you of your peace. But you keep worrying and keep being anxious for nothing. And I say here that anxiety makes us not to enjoy where we are. 
because we are busy worrying about where we are going. It makes us not to enjoy where we are. We are busy worrying, ah, where am I going? What's going to happen in the future? That's all, all the things we're going to be worrying about. Praise the Lord. Now, this is what is the definition of anxiety? To be anxious is to have uneasiness over a threat that has not yet been executed. The threat has not happened to you, but you're already having uneasiness about what has not happened. It has not yet been executed. You already listed five things, ten things, twenty things that are likely to happen. And life is full of threats. In fact, if, 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 you, if you know pessimistic people, they can tell you 20 bad things that can go wrong between this place and the apostle. I shall be like this, the entire campus, your ring can get, you can have a and can fall into the ditch. So there are threats everywhere. Now, you will see someone that is worried about every little step like that. And it will run up of their joy. But by the time they don't get to the bus stop, they saw that our time did not bus. Our ring did not fall out. We didn't fall into the ditch. Uh, our windscreen did not break. But you, you wasted time and energy worrying about those. The Lord is, is, is delivering, delivering us in the name of Jesus. So the scripture is commanding us to be anxious for nothing. In Yoruba palace, they said that the uh, scripture uh, is telling us, I'll say it in Yoruba, I'm trying to interpret it in English. The Bible is telling us not to have a road. Have a road. <laughs> don't, be, don't be anxious for nothing. Even though there are a thousand and more reasons to be anxious every day. And anxiety is killing us. In fact, there, there are so much medication these days. Have uh, I, I, I said it here before? You know, this, all these local drug vendors in, on the street of Lagos, they use, I think they do it too in some bus stops in Abuja. Uh, so they were selling all sorts of medication. Now, it got to be that they started selling medication for heart palpitation. They are selling but they are getting rich because they are anxious. Bible says, don't be anxious for anything. Some people are, you, you, we disobey that. Our heart is always palpitated. The pharmaceutical industry is making a fortune because we will not listen to the word of God. So the word of God has a prescription for anxiety that has zero side effects. Don't worry about what if and uh, what if this happens, what if that happens, what if I'm not worried, what if this won't happen in my life. Don't worry about the what ifs. So he said with prayer and supplication. What does that mean? We should have a prayer life, not a church life. Yes, I believe I, I, we've, we've thought about the uh, corporate. Uh, worship, the corporate prayer. We've talked about it uh, in this church. As good as that is, we need to have a personal prayer life, not a church life. A lot of us can't pray except we come to the four walls of the church. And 
the Lord is telling us not to have a church life. Prayer and supplication. Have a personal prayer life. And you can't go higher without prayer. In fact, prayer is our defense mechanism. And the prayer, the supplication here now is that we should not even wait till it happens before we pray. Don't wait till it happens before you pray. You pray in advance. You send those prayers into your future. You pray in advance. You, you don't anticipate, uh, you don't wait for someone to punch you before you start planning defense. You anticipate the punch. You anticipate the attacks. Okay, and use prayers to block it. You use prayers. You send prayers into the future. Even if everything is going good for us, we need to still be praying. So with prayer and supplication, he said, we should make our requests known unto God, not Facebook. Make your requests known unto God. Not make it known on Twitter. A lot of us are easy, it is easy for us to put our 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 prayer points. I, I used to wonder how people pray put the prayer points in their hearts. They put it on their WhatsApp status. The prayer point that is supposed to say you are praying to God is on Twitter. Make your request known unto God, not send it on WhatsApp broadcast. When we pray in the secrets, then God is going to answer in the public. So while you're waiting for the answer, be thankful, even though the answer has not come. While we are waiting for the answer, don't complain on social media. While you are waiting for the answer, be thankful. While you are waiting for the answer, don't throw a pity party among friends. In fact, if you have friends who do pity party for you, who are the ones that will you, you gather together and say, yeah, you know, you see life like this. Those are not your friends. Be thankful while you are waiting. And I put here, write this down. If you can find something to be thankful for, then the peace of God which no man understands. That is when you can have that peace. When you have something to be thankful for, when you have made your supplication known unto God, not unto men. Make your supplication known unto God, not on social media. Make your supplication known unto God. Then, while you are waiting, whether he has done it or not, whether he has answered or not, be thankful. Then you will have the indescribable peace. <coughs> the kind of peace that when you are under attack, when you are, when you are under, when, when life is, is throwing you all the punches and you still have that peace. That kind of a peace is what makes you smile in the room full of haters. You know they hate you, they know they hate you, and you still get there with a smile. They expect you to be downcasted. They expect you to be dejected. But you should come with a smile. Not a fake smile, but a smile that comes from within. A peace that even you cannot describe. It is this kind of peace that the Bible says will guard your heart and mind. It will be a major post 
a God. It will be a fence around your heart. What does it mean to, for the peace of God to guard your heart? We look at what it means to guard your heart. Then what it means to guard your mind. When the peace of God guards your heart, it guards your emotions. It guards your sensitivity. It guards your vulnerability. It guards your emotions. You don't just react anyhow. You don't just react with emotions. You don't just throw out tantrums. Your sensitivity, the things you are sensitive to, your gauges, will get to sensitivity. I think I will, I will do that for girls. What it means? Your gauges. And how vulnerable you are, the peace of God guards it. Then it also guards your mind. Those are the two things he said the peace of God will do. It will guard your heart and it will guard your mind. How does it mean to guard your mind? It keeps you creative. It keeps you industrious. And it keeps you innovative. Creative, industrious, innovative. You keep inventing new ideas, new concepts. Why? Because you are at peace. And it is enough fact that you cannot be creative and worried. When your mind is busy creating solutions, you cannot even put out time to be worried. That's why we need the peace of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Anxiety, for those of us who drive, uh, now imagine, okay, maybe it won't be, uh, uh, driving may not be a best, the best uh, uh, example to give. Maybe those of us who, who have been in one place before, you see the pilots there is with a lot of gauges. So, also the gauge, the pilot will tell you that we are flying at 35,000 feet above sea level, we are flying at so and so speed. Now, imagine if the gauge is faulty, the pilot doesn't know how high they are flown. He doesn't know if they are flying too low or too high. He doesn't know if they are running too fast or too slow. Anxiety is like a pilot flying a plane and it cannot interpret the gauge in front of you. Or the gauge is faulty. So when the gauge is reading 50,000, maybe it's 25,000 feet in the So he doesn't know. You cannot trust your gauge. He doesn't trust his own gate. So he's reacting to the, to the gauges. Even though he's on a normal height, he will take this too Because the gauges are faulty. A number of us, because of anxiety, the gauges are faulty. What we use to gauge and weigh things are faulty. Something that normally we should have just overlooked. Hey! He gets us worried. He gets us worried. He starts panicking. He starts looking like, hey! Why? Because of anxiety, your gauge has been, has been spoiled. So you cannot trust your own senses. You cannot trust your own gauge. You cannot trust your own things. But God is bringing peace to you this day in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I have peace. I said, I have peace. And that's what Jesus has. That's what Jesus is offering. Peace of God. That 
is what Jesus is. He is the Prince of Peace. So if you get Jesus on board your life, if you bring Jesus on, on the boat of your life, you don't have to worry about the winds and the waves. Your gauges will be accurate because you understand that this thing is not, not a big deal. This thing is so not so much of a big deal. Praise the Lord. So just know that whenever you see Jesus, because he's the Prince of Peace, and if you allow him to influence you, you will fix your gauge. Some of us have been have been influenced by 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 uh, I don't need to use the word culture. Your mother's culture, your father's culture. Uh, there was there's a preacher I was listening to. I was listening to someone yesterday, and it was like just talking about cultures and how they influence us. Uh, he said that uh, uh, his mom. He's an American guy, and his mom believes that if a lady should not come and greet you on New Year's Day, that if a lady comes to greet you on New Year's Day, it's bad luck. So that it's not that you see that now, but why does the mother believe that a lady coming to greet you on New Year's Day is bad luck? Why? Because his grandmother believed that. So he has said, okay, for him, he has repented, but uh, if you go to his house and you give me a day, ah, he's going to start scabbashing. Ah, cover this year with the blood of Jesus. So this year was be good in Jesus' name. Blah, 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 blah. So do you understand how cultures shape? And if you ask the mother, why? What is the reason go, 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 for this belief system? They don't know. So a number of us, our gauges have been faulty because of culture, because of what we learned from mama, because of what we learned from papa. And it has because, and because of our exposure. Because mommy was hot when she was a teenager, or when she was she was hot in marriage, and then she would transfer that hot to you and tell you that all men are all men are wicked, all men are bad. In fact, there's, there's something I, I, I usually say to advise couples. Uh, moreover, our mothers, our mommies, you're not giving us our couples and girls a date. We'll talk about that later. We're going to have a long, lovely time uh, in August by the grace of God. But there's always something I, I, I do tell uh, couples that if you are listening, if you are taking advice, as a woman, you are taking advice from a woman who left her husband's house. As a man, you are taking advice from a man who chased his wife's house. That one is telling you that, ah, open it, open it, if you know, that woman is telling you that, ah, your husband will soon become like the husband of the woman that, that went out. Your wife too will soon become like the wife of the man that, that is not just God. Because it shapes our, our cultures, it shapes our mindset, it shapes the kind of people we give our ears to. 
the kind of advice we listen to. And trust me, those negative advice, they are one million one. They will tell you. They will tell you, for instance, uh, there's a popular saying in, in my area that people from this area don't marry people from this state or from this area. And they will give you 10 examples. 20 examples of, ah, the person, don't you know how many, the doctor said, this person that, that, that was open to his wife, the wife came, rubbish everything they had. This one that, that thought her husband, uh, that carried her husband uh, on his on her head. This is why he did that. This one, they will never give you a good example. Do you understand? Thankfully, I, I, I thank God that uh, this couple I'm really about to mention. I'm not supposed to even say I thank God, but let's just say it's even good that they are not in quotes Christian or, or pastor couple, Olu Jacobs and, and Joker Silva. They're a good example of, of growing together, successful together, and being there for each other at the end of the. Grandpa uh, Jacobs is. We, we know he just really told on him. He's struggling with a number of health issues, and the wife is still there. With him, they will not give you that example. <laughs> it is the example of, of someone that you understand. Because those are, they want you to let me get this inside with you. They want you to join them. They are in their, in their miserable state so that you can throw a pretty party together. You don't have association of people that bend up. Then you have association of people that their wives are useless. All of you will now be speaking in your misery, in your misery together, in your <laughs> collective misery. All those advices and counsels that you listen to that spoil your gate, Jesus is fixing them today in the name of Jesus. If you can bring Jesus into your boat, he will fix your gate. You won't know if you are speaking too much, or your brain is working, or you are even stopping. Why? Because the gauge is taught. That is what anxiety does. <coughs> with Jesus on your boots, with Jesus on board your journey in career, in marriage, in ministry, your gauges will be fixed in the name of Jesus. So that you can stop living under stress. And when your gate is fixed, you stop being alarmed over what is going on. Some things are normal. Some things shouldn't alarm us. When our gates are fixed, we stop being alarmed. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And you know that Jesus actually didn't have to say anything. The fact that Jesus is with you on the boats should even give you comfort. Jesus didn't have to say anything because the place of peace with you, that settles it. The fact that Jesus is with you, and this is what I want you to go with, with this week. The fact that Jesus is with me settles it. No longer, the Jordan, I don't want you to see rain or see wind or something to happen or see. I just know that the fact that Jesus is with me, that settles it. Somebody say that. Come on, say it. The fact that Jesus is with me, that settles it. So Jesus gets onto the boat in the second story we read, and he said, Let's cross to the other side. 
That statement is a promise. That means you will get there. Only two people got that. I said, that means you will get there. See, Jesus got into the boat and said, let's cross to the other side. If they had known the man that told them that word, they would not have wasted their worries. All those adjectives, Jesus said, it's a promise, it's already a prophecy. Let's get to the other side. See, let's, let's, let's take a look at the story of, 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 of uh, uh, Joshua. When God was encouraging Joshua, now Moses, my servant, is there. Be strong, uh, encourage yourself and be strong in the Lord, blah, 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 blah. And God was telling him how he will divide the land. There was still battles to be fought. Jericho had not been conquered. God and Joshua were already settling how the land will be divided among the tribes of Israel. Which means in Jacob, in Joshua's brain, dying in battle is not part of the option. You got it? So when Jesus tells you, you will get there. When Jesus tells you, see you in 2023, which means you cannot die in 2022. You know, you understand? When Jesus told me that your children are for signs and wonders, which means the devil cannot take your children. No matter what is happening now. So that your anxiety over the child. I know what God told me about the child. That should be your response. I know what the Lord told me about you. There's nothing funny the devil can try with you. Praise the Lord. I said you will get there. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And what is the Lord? What has the Lord told you ever at the beginning of this year? Even though it looks like things is not happening, but seeing before the end of this year, you will receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. <coughs> but let's 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 take let's take a look, another look at the story. You know, this generation, this Sorosuke generation will have criticized Jesus. Why didn't Jesus see this song? We will get to the other side of the lake. In between the lake, so say, oh, see, oh, what is your prophet? So, the second generation will have put it on tonight, and I'm trying to. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, despite the storms, despite, I don't know, why didn't you see? But despite the storms of recession or hardship on this land, if you have Jesus on board, no matter what is happening, it does not negate the word he has said at the beginning. That song says, I am Jesus, I fear no storm, I fear no storm, I fear no storm. Say, I am Jesus, I fear no storm, I fear no storm. Somebody declare, say, I am Jesus. I fear no storm. I fear no storm. I fear no storm. When you have Jesus on your boots, there's nothing the storm of life can do for you. 
Uh, I think we should end there because uh, there are a lot of things to say uh, and uh, time too short a time. Uh, I, I want us to invite Jesus into our boats. We'll continue this uh, some other time. I want us to invite Jesus into the boats of our life. Invite him to fix your cage. Invite him those things that are getting you worried, that are stealing you of your joy, of your peace. I want us to invite Jesus to fix them. That I want, I don't want to, I want, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be robbed of my joy, of my peace. At the end, you see that all the things you worry about, you see eventually happen. But you've lost peace. You've had everything. You've cried. You've wasted tears. They are saying that if you <coughs> if you are sad for one minute, if you are sad for one minute, that's 60 seconds of joy you will never get back in life. So those three hours you used to think, those three hours you used to cry, the devil has robbed you of three hours of joy over what will not even happen. When you look at the release of God said, why, why you are worried? You go you yourself. You cannot be point. What is the real reason for this anxiety? But the, the thing is because the devil has closed your cage. It's like a weight is scale. You put something on it. You don't know if it is too heavy or too light because the scale has been spoiled. When Jesus comes in your boots, he fixes your heart, he fixes your gauge. You can, you can, you can measure properly weigh things, properly measure things. That's our prayer for that will be our prayer for us today. That Lord, fix my gauge. Come into my boots. Come into and fix my gauge. I don't want to be anxious again. I don't want the devil to be stealing my joy, to be stealing my time, my peace anymore. With worries and anxiety, I'll begin to pray, begin to pray. In the name of Jesus, fix my gauge. In the name of Jesus, fix my gauge. Fix my gauge. Fix my gauge. In the name of Jesus, fix my gauge. Fix my gauge, Lord. Fix my gauge, Lord. In the name of Jesus, fix my gauge, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, come into my boat, come into my life and fix my gauge. Enough of the devil stealing me of my joy. Enough of the devil stealing my time. Enough of the devil stealing the time that I'm supposed to be using to worship. The time that I'm supposed to be using to think about my future. Think about plan about the future. I'm using to worry about things that, that, that could have happened. That didn't eventually happen. Lord, fix my gate. I no longer want to be having extreme reactions to this. Fix my gate, Lord. Fix my gate, Lord. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Lord, fix my gauge. 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 In the name of Jesus. Lord, fix my gauge. Lord, fix my gauge. Lord, come into my heart. Come into my boat. Come into the ship of my life. In the name of Jesus. That I will fear no storm. That will have the peace of God. In the name of Jesus. Oh, that will have the peace of God in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray.
with your heart. I trust you with my life. I trust you with my heart. I trust you with my life. Lord, I trust you with my life. Lord, I trust you with my life. Lord, I trust you with my heart. In the name of Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Lord. I trust you with my life. I trust you with my heart. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I trust you with my heart. I trust you with my life. I no longer worry. I no longer get anxious. In the name of Jesus. Every spirit of anxiety, every spirit of worry in my life, I speak against them. I come against them. In the name of Jesus. I come against them. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. I want us to start declaring the word that the Lord has spoken to us. Even though we are not seeing it happening, the Lord will talk to me that this will happen to me. I, I, I speak it into fruition. I speak it into existence. Come on, begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Lord, all your promises, all your promises are unto me. I speak them into fruition. I speak them into fruition. I speak fruitfulness. I speak increase in the name of Jesus. We begin to see increase. We begin to see fruition. We begin to see increase. We begin to see fruition in the name of Jesus. We begin to see increase. We begin to see increase. We begin to see increase. I see increase all around. I see increase all around. I see increase all around in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. God in your life in the name of Jesus. I speak peace of God into your life in the name of Jesus. Whatever history, let us pray that every negative history in my life that is making me to be anxious, that is contributing to my anxiety, I break away from it. I begin to pray. Break away from them. Negative histories, negative experiences from what we have inherited from our parents. Let's 